The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. All right, welcome in Busted Open Nation here on a Saturday. It is time for another edition of Busted Open Radio here on a weekend. It's the podcast edition. I'm your host, Ryan McKinnell, and I got Mark Henry joining me. Well, he's not joining me for this preview right now. Instead, got the very trusty Gabby on the ones and twos. Gabby, we have a great podcast lined up for our fans today. First of all, Mark and I get into Daniel Bryan and The Fiend, and that's, I mean, that's understandable. It was the main event of last night's SmackDown. And there's also the title match heading into Sunday. Excitement is high, I would say. I cannot wait to watch this match on Royal Rumble because the Fiend signed the contract with blood, guys. There's blood, blood on the line. Let's do it's this. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. It's real. It's, uh, well, as uh, Mark says, and you'll find out in this podcast, it's a bit of an old school approach to pro wrestling, which we always love here on Busted Open. Speaking of uh, things Mark uh, has uh, thoughts on, Lacey Evans promo last night, Gabby. First of all, uh, everyone on the show loved it. The problem, I think, with Lacey Evans isn't so much Lacey. It's more Bailey and this continuing narrative of her heel character. Bailey, uh, I should say, Gabby, I'm not buying it. Uh, I'm pretty sure you're not buying it. I guess we'll have to wait and feel what uh, Mark is thinking, yeah? Yeah, I mean, Lacey Evans' promo last night, I was almost in tears. It was emotional. She's a beautiful baby face. She's limitless, as Mark said. But Bailey, not buying it so much. We got to see what's going to happen between these two yeah. at Rumble. And we got to start, we got to start calling, stop calling other people limitless. When we know damn well there's only one person who's limitless in the WWE universe, and that is the one and only Keith Lee from NXT. Is he going to be a Royal Rumble winner? Not really sure, but we do know one thing NXT is on fire. And as always here on this Saturday show, we're going to give you guys our weekly winner. Uh, Gabby, you heard from Mark and I, but I'm very curious. We'll do it right now in this uh, little podcast preview. What was your weekly winner from this week? My weekly winner was the same as yours, guys, which was, dun-dun-dun, NXT. Reasons as to why you guys both picked that, you have to listen right now and hear it. I'm that's, not going to give that's it away. What we call, that's what we call a tease. And speaking of teases, you're going to get all of that in this next hour, including a Royal Rumble preview because, well, it's Royal Rumble weekend, and that's what we do right here on Busted Open Radio. Let's get it going. Daniel Bryan getting stabbed in the hand and then signing that contract in blood. Uh, Mark, we were talking a little bit before the show. We both agreed that was our favorite moment from SmackDown last night. And and what I really liked about that, and this is something you really hit on, and I think you were spot on. It it, it had that old school feel. It had that... um, 
don't know. It had. I don't want to use the word fun because obviously it it wasn't fun for Daniel Bryan, but it just feels like one of those moments. And that's when it, I'll say this. This is what I really enjoy about CM Punk on backstage. He, he's very critical, but he also has talked about at different points how. Moments like this, like you, you have to suspend disbelief and you have to kind of almost, what would this be like if you were, you know, 11 years old again watching pro wrestling? This is one, I feel like those seminal moments, Mark, that, that fans will look back on for years to come and be like, yeah, hey, I remember that. Oh, that was real. That, that's what it took my interest level up an even other notch for this Daniel Bryan and this Fiend uh, showdown. Yeah, I'm excited, man. It's been a while since um, there was an old school match that had like that old school type of feel to it. And I think that like the stab in the hand yeah, uh, and signing in blood is like 1988. I mean, it was, it made you go, wow, I cannot wait to see how this is going to play out, you know, and it's hard to get that feeling now. Well, it also feels like, something the fiend would do, right? I mean, we're talking about a psychopath. And we're, we're, we've been talking about, I mean, this started in the summer, Mark. This has been a thing. This fiend thing has been going on now for months and months and months. It, it feels like that was the next logical step. Like, he's been a menace. He has been a, a terrifying force in nature, right? He's withstanding a dozen curb stomps, and he's become, you know, the champion, and he's doing incredible things. There's no question, right? But that, no, that violence, that, that, that horror story sort of... Uh, I don't know, side piece to it all, the 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 next step up in seriousness, the, the next level, the blood and guts of it all, we, we need to kind of get there. And I feel like that was one of those moments where you're like, all right, you, you really paid attention to it. And as you said, it had that old school feel. But it, but it was good to see that uh, that danger level kicked up a notch. Yeah, I wanted to see that. Uh, I, don't, I don't want this to be uh, – I don't want the theme to become a normal occurrence. Hopefully at – the way that this ends, the fiend kind of disappears um, because I want I want a really really good saga, but I, I want to see I don't want it to be trivialized. And I think that if you get too much of the fiend, um, we'll start to get bored with it and want to see him have typical normal matches. And this strap match is not typical or normal. Uh, there's so many things that could be done because of the fact that they're linked together. And it's, as for lack of a better term, oh, you want to get real. Last night, it got real. Yeah, it did. And it, obviously, we're talking about the uh, blood on the contract, but also the, the whips from the strap. Like, that was, as you say, that was real. And it just, I felt like it took this rivalry to another level. I mean, on some uh, in some instance, right? But I still don't. I still don't know how Sunday is going to go, Mark, because on one hand, I think the the uh, the common thought is is that the Fiend is going to reign until WrestleMania. Like that's the moment where you would have the Fiend be conquered, the biggest stage, Miami, everyone's watching. It's this continuation or this 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 closing of the story that has run for months and months and months on end, but. You know as well as I do, Mark, if something's predictable, that's all the more reason for Vince and the WWE to throw us a little bit of a swerve, to, to throw us a little bit of a curveball. So I could also see uh, on some level Daniel Bryan going out and, and being the foil that 
the 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 fiend found right or the 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 thing yeah. that is that sort of attitude that sort of you know strap me down there's nothing that you can do i've taken it all i've seen it all i'm a generational wrestler i'm going to show you what danger is i'm going to show you what violence is i'm going to take it from the bingo halls i'm going to take it from you know uh, the american dragging i'm going to show you what pro wrestling can be i just and that's what's exciting i don't know where sunday's going to go no i i actually think ryan that you you watch a horror movie and in the horror movie, there's no real affinity for the the monster. Uh, you want to see the monster do what? Chase. You want to see the monster hunt. And as it gets to WrestleMania, don't you think it would be better to see the monster hunting rather than standing with the title? It just doesn't make sense. So, you know, when you start saying, okay, let's break this down, and make this a story that we can really sink our teeth into, Daniel Bryan has to win. And he's the guy at WrestleMania that not only Fiend is hunting, but Brock Lesnar's hunting, or whoever wins the Royal Rumble. or I mean, there, there's such a multitude of things that could happen um, with that, happening. And I I think that that's what will happen. I think that Daniel Bryan will find a way, a really sick and creative way of not allowing the fiend to, he's already said, there's no more mind games. He said, you match, I told you before, you match crazy with crazy. And what has he done? He has went completely unorthodox in his delivery and he's attacking the fiend. He's going after the fiend. He's he wants to be in a strap match tied to the fiend. Come on, man! Like that's 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 what was needed, and that's what we're gonna get. Well, I as we're sitting here talking about the fiend and Daniel Bryan, I I guess my question would be, Mark, is that about a, I don't know. I think it was two weeks ago. Ramblin' Rabbit gave a a teaser uh, in one of the packages that they were doing in the Firefly Funhouse where he was like, Daniel, Daniel, the Fiend does have a weakness and I'm going to tell you about it. And obviously, uh, Rambling Rambit gets uh, done away with before he can get the the words out. But I guess Mark... You find I, out the, he's on life support. Right, right. <laughs> but the tease there is that there there is a weakness to the Fiend. There is a way to beat the Fiend. There is this secret out there that only Bray Wyatt and the Fiend and the, the people in the Firefly uh, Funhouse know. We haven't figured out what that... Uh, what that weakness is. So uh, common logic, at least to me, Mark, would suggest that we kind of got to know what that weakness is before the Fiend is conquered. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's going to be the key to conquering the Fiend. Now, maybe Daniel Bryan finds that out through the course of this match. That's entirely possible. Um, I just, I don't know, man. I feel like I, I feel like the Fiend is going to retain for that reason. I think we need to find out what that weakness is first. I, I think it's the element of surprise. You take away... The Fiend, and Daniel Bryan, I think, has figured it out. Like, if you have The Fiend able to appear and disappear, that's an unbelievable weapon. And it kind of invokes a, a, a nervous feeling, a, a, the mind games, if you will, uh, to the performer that he's facing. Daniel is going to be tied to him six feet away. He, he can't disappear. He can't go nowhere. And I think with that, now Daniel, there's there's no surprising. Daniel, whatever happens to Daniel is going to happen to him. 
if they jump off, if they climb and and uh, go up to the top of the Tron and jump off, they're both gonna jump off. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. If if there if there's a scaffold, a ladder, a, 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 if they fight to the end of the earth, if they jump off, they both go together. So I think that that's that's kind of like the secret. Like you take away the element of surprise, and you make it a ground based match, and you match crazy with crazy, and see what we get. I like it. I like it. Another thing that I like, and uh, I don't know if you saw this, Daniel Bryan's got a new shirt out as we sit here talking about Daniel Bryan and The Fiend. He's got this new release. He sent a tweet out yesterday that said, Today my new shirt has come out, one that WWE made out of organic cotton and recycled materials, and thanks to a partnership with American Forest, a tree will be planted for every shirt that's sold. It's a great shirt. Here's what I like, though, about this, uh, Mark, is that, okay, good. I'm, I'm glad that, like, being an environmentalist and trying to... To save the planet is now a babyface move because when he was healing and he was doing the new Daniel Bryant, they made it to where like trying to save the planet was a bad thing. I just I just would like yeah. to mention that I'm glad I'm glad saving the planet again is a babyface move. That I just would like it's a small caveat that makes me happy heading into Royal Rumble. You know what? That's something that I hadn't thought about, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is a very very. Unbelievable take, man. I, look at you. Look at the big brain on Ryan. Look at the big brain on Brad. Now I'm now we're going to be doing movie quotes and oh man. And we oh, also speaking of movie quotes, you upset some people out there, Mark Henry. I don't know if you saw this tweet from uh, an account out there that said eh, they tagged you. Most of us work Monday through Friday. The show talking about Bad Boys was sold out in every theater last weekend and yesterday. This afternoon was the first chance to watch it for a lot of people. There was no need to spoil the movie like that mark come on mark hey i didn't spoil the whole thing but I, true, I, you listen didn't. you you gotta have your priorities intact sir <laughs> or ma'am whoever sent that tweet out that's up to you take a day you off work. it's I, bad I'm boys sure you probably went out and got liquored up and all of that stuff that people <laughs> do on the weekend like no <laughs> have your priorities straight go see the movies that come out when they come out so you don't get the spoiler alert. When The Mandalorian came out, boom, I watched it the same day that the, that it came out, every Friday. When Star Wars came out, boom, I went. I was at the theater that, that night. Like, so listen, that's on you. Don't put it on me. Yeah, it's been 10 days. It's been 10 days. How dare you call yourself a real Bad Boys fan and you've waited over a week to see the greatest movie of 2020? Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. The attack, Bailey, on Lacey. Mark, this is something... Um Listen, we're going to hear from Lacey in a second with that great promo she cut in case you guys didn't hear it last night. But what we've been talking about it, it's always best when you can mix realism into the business of professional wrestling. The more you can be yourself or the more you can pull from real life experiences, uh, the better for your character and the better in the long run that you're going to be, yeah. uh, especially if you can be honest about it. And 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 we saw that last night uh, with Lacey. Again, we'll hear from that that uh, promo in a second. But I, I do want to start a little bit with Bailey because this is theoretically 
a, a major heel move, right? She's going after the kids. She's going after or the kid. She's going after Lacey. She's getting personal. She's attacking, you know, her history. All of those things. Even with all of that said, Mark and, and Gabby, you can chime in on this. Well, let me actually let me start with Gabby. Gabby, did is anything Bailey doing in the last couple of weeks? Because you've been critical of this heel turn. I've been critical of this heel turn. I, I still don't think it's catching on. I still don't buy it. And, and and for me, that's problematic. Is there any part of you, Gabby, that's coming around to this? Not really. And I yeah. try. I'm really trying. I really am. You know, she came out and attacked. It's just like one of those things. I, I don't think it's ever going to catch on for me just because I'm so right. unattached to her as a heel. But on the opposite end, I think Lacey is gaining such babyface momentum that you Oh, just, no question. You know, so it's it's almost the opposite end of the spectrum. So at to a certain degree, because Lacey is becoming such a babyface, I guess it's just making you dislike Bailey. But I don't... When there's a good heel, I still like them because they're a good heel. You know, I right. don't like Bailey as a character at all because now I'm just like I just want to see you lose. Like I don't even care. You right. Know? And the fact but, that and but, the but fact the, that oh, go ahead, Mark. This 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 whole thing with Lacey though is bringing is bringing uh, Bailey to the forefront as a heel. I mean, like the, even the stuff with her daughter. Um, her being able to come out and have some intensity in a in in the match is the best that it's been. This is the best version of Bailey yeah. that we've had, and I think it's growing, and it's because of who she's got to work with. Yeah, I I got to be honest. It, it, I and, will agree and that's with Lacey. You. Well, I will agree with you on this, Mark. It is the best that Bailey has been as a heel, and that is in large part, as you just talked about, the the absolute success that Lacey is finding as this mega babyface. But I still don't think it's good, Mark. And that's a problem, because when, at least as far as I'm concerned, right? Like, because Gabby, right? We, we acknowledge that Lacey is doing incredible work as a babyface. But if it's still, and again, yes, this is the best Bailey has ever been in terms of a heel, but it's still not resonating at a level as it which it should when you have this mega babyface like Lacey. And, and I mean, any Anyone could heal against that. Uh, so uh, that's really not th that measuring stick. It, it's not enough for me, Mark. It's just well, not. I, yeah. A lot of it is the heal one on one is not happening with right. what, what Bailey's doing. And the number one thing is they need to start right away as soon as in this match that they have um, Bailey and Lacey. Somehow, in in this with this match, um, Sasha is going to have to be like, "What are you waiting on? Beat her already!" And there's some kind of thing between those two, where she goes, "Well, why didn't you beat her when you had the opportunity to beat her?" And 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 then it, they make up. Give it. Let them. Let these two heels that's supposed to be best friends. Get into it, but not get into it, and and hug, and now you get heat from. We almost got it. Oh no, we didn't. And you take it away. That's that's what gets heat, and that's what's not being done. Is why we don't feel the way that we want to feel about Bailey. Mm. Well, that's what this show's all about. We got to give a heat and levels. And, yeah. and and the level of heat right now on a scale of one to ten is about a four. And it should mark this and is a tailor made at this point it should right. be a nine.
Yep, I was just going to say this. This is tailor made for a nine or a ten, uh, especially yeah. with the work uh, Lacey is doing. And speaking of the work Lacey is doing, let's hear from Lacey last night. Uh, Lacey Evans on SmackDown cutting a babyface promo where, as we talked about, uh, blending the the realism and the and the real life uh, storytelling that can they can so very much benefit any wrestler. Well, it just so happens that Lacey Evans has a, a lot of real life to pull from, and she pulled from it uh, last night. This was Lacey Evans on SmackDown. Well, I didn't have the easiest upbringing growing up. My father suffered and worked so hard with uh, addiction and depression, and he lost that battle. And it's something that I deal with every single day. It's something that I use with this platform and this company to show the entire world that it does not matter the cards that you were dealt in your life, that you can stack that deck and play whatever game you set your mind to. And I'm not done because that is the hardest part about being in this position is knowing what they're doing, knowing what the world is going through and knowing that I have a chance to set the proper example and show them that it does not matter what you're going through. You can make it and I made it and there's nothing that none of you can accomplish if you set your mind to it. There you go, Lacey wow. Evans. Yeah, man, that uh um, heavy, heavy duty. And it was great from the standpoint that now you know why she was so effective as a heel. And it's not it's not that that's who she really was. No, 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 no. It's that she is so clearly dedicated to being a pro wrestler. Mark, you can speak to this. You hear a promo like that this early in this young woman's career. This bodes so well for her future in the sense that, number one, she can deliver a promo like that, period, that she's willing to go there, that she's willing to share that life experience and bring it to the public and make it a part of her character. But number two, that she delivers it with that sort of emotion, with that sort of levity, and can hit you in the feels, as they say, right? Lacey, uh, that was a benchmark moment for Lacey Evans. Lacey feels a responsibility to not only herself and what she's done. She said, I made it. She is a success. She is known by millions of people from where she came from, right. which should not happen. It shouldn't happen. And she's telling people, stop having pity parties. Yes, shit didn't go right for you. You weren't born with the upper hand. You don't have anybody to rely on except for yourself. There's no safety net. If I fail... Oh, I'll get caught and I'll bounce back. Yeah. People like myself, people like Lacey, if you fail, you really, really fail because there was nowhere else for me to go. There was no other place for her to go. And there's a there's more people like that than there are people that have the safety mechanism. In case of emergency, break glass. <laughs> all right, we'll fix all the shit that's going on with you. Yes. Yes, she and that's is telling what, yeah. all of those people, rise up from it. I did it. There are other people that have done it. You can do it. And that, that makes a successful babyface. But it also makes a great heel. Because I'm going to tell you something about success. Success feels good. Success, success is uh, gratifying and glorifying. You get attention that you wouldn't have got. 
Hmm. You feel special. You get the VIP treatment. And before you go back to not being to being insignificant or being not thought about, you would rather somebody else take pain in order for you not to. And she knows what that is, but she went to the military and she made a name for herself in the military. And I love the fact that she's inspiring not only women, she's not only inspiring young girls, but she's telling some of these men to get off your ass and uh, don't be so down on yourself that you let everybody else be affected. Like, I did it, you could do it. And I love her message, and I love where she's coming from. Yeah, I, I, and I'm with you. I just uh, again, it just it had the perfect feel to it, and it was delivered with conviction, and it pulled from uh, prior experiences. It's everything that you want in a good promo, and and it takes a, a person and a wrestler and a, and a and an athlete to be able to execute it. And Lacey Evans, uh, really well done, really well done last night on SmackDown, which and begs the question: to WWE, Brent Ryan? Sure. Like, we we always we always shit on the WWE's booking and. Uh, wow, they they missing the boat doing this. They got mm-hmm. it right. They got it right. Why 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 is it we don't see all the tweets of man that segment with Lacey Evans was really strong. I'm so proud that the WWE had gave them the time to be able to do that right and not try to rush through it and gloss over it. the the whole The whole meaning for that that whole segment was to get that promo out. Everything else that came with it was secondary. And they did a hell of a job with that. And I, I, I always want to point out when people do a good job. Absolutely. And I think I don't think it's the people. I, I saw plenty of people uh, praising what Lacey did last night. I think it's the issue of social media. I think it's an issue of just the times that we're in and the way we have to digest information. I, I always have felt, and not just now, but I've been saying it's amplified now, that the negativity always sticks around a little bit longer or you hear it a little bit louder because it's easier to latch on to, especially in 2020. But but Mark, I don't I don't think any, there was many people out there. I, I The only critique I've heard about Lacey uh, and this character and and yeah, I listen I, I think it's a fair critique but I think it's also too early in the character to really latch on to it and that is this idea that they're going to make her another Hogan that that she's just going to be this kind of ambassador of the military and she's going to be this pro America figure where they don't focus enough on that backstory and the personal stuff she's went through you know what I'm saying like she's going to be a mouthpiece for the United States military that's not exactly how I see it and uh, also I mean how are you what are you going to not mention her military experience in, in, in the case of building her baby face uh, character I think that would be a huge mistake. So, um, yeah, I don't think there's a lot you can say negatively towards Lacey Evans in this whole this whole development of her babyface character. No, not at all. I mean, she she's uh, tailor made for, and even if it was, even if it was what she was meant for, is to be mm-hmm. to take on the beacon of being the Star Wars for the military. Right. Good. That's fine. That's good. That's good. all fine and good. But I see more from her. I see her being uh, an atypical babyface, but I also see her being the babyface that is not going to be out there crying every week. She's going to be the babyface that we're going to see. You're going to slap her face, and then she's going to strike fear in the heart of you when you do it. And you talk about comebacks, brother, 
I, I, I see that woman becoming Ricky Steamboat as far as a comeback. She's got it. It's mm. just I can't wait to see her because I want to tell her, look, that 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 passion, please show me that in your comeback. Show me that when you when you fire up. God rest his soul, Rocky Johnson had the best fire up in the history of fire ups. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the, the whole point of him putting his fist on his head and pulling down to the ground like I'm taking the veil off. Like, this is who I really am. That's what I want to see out of her. And I'm going to tell her when I see her. And I ho- hopefully somebody that's a friend of hers is listening to the show and will let her know that that's something that's coming down the pipeline. But as a baby face, she's limitless. She's limitless. Yep. It's, she could grasp from anybody and be any baby face style of baby face that there's ever been. And, and you can't say that for everybody that's a baby face right now in the WWE. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. What time is it? Weekly winner. Let's go. The landscape of pro wrestling is evolving, which means more options for fans. So many activities. Mark Henry and Ryan McKinnell are here to answer the difficult questions. What was the best show this week? If you ain't first, you're last. The week's over, so get over. This is the Busted Open Weekly Winner. Ooh, Mark, we had a week in pro wrestling. Obviously, we're coming off a few hours removed of SmackDown. It was a fine show. It was a fine show, but it was a, a typical go-home show. Not too much, right, to, to build up. Obviously, the payoff is going to be this weekend. Raw continues to be great. Uh, I am absolutely loving Samoa Joe and uh, Kevin Owens as this babyface wrecking machine tag team. I don't know what the hell they're doing, but I've been loving that. But, Mark, it is so often the the story here on Weekly Winner, there's just there's two companies or two – well, not companies, but uh, brands that – uh, really seem to be head and shoulders above everyone else, and, and I think it's the way they construct their matches, very match-centric, very in-ring-centric in, in terms of their storytelling, and that's AEW and NXT. And, Mark, I've been going back and forth on these two. It seemingly, it does, it, it pretty much feels like every week that it's either one or the other, yeah? It does. Um, you, you Both shows are in such a war type of mentality, and Raw and SmackDown are trying to see who has the best entertainment value. And power is that force that we look at as the nostalgic feel to pro wrestling. And every now and then we'll get a sprinkle from one of the other companies. Uh, They'll just put together such a hell of a show that they get in the running. But this week, um, I think there's more of the same. Um, it's, it's coming a common occurrence. It's either AEW or NXT. 
Yeah, and I'm I I'm having a hard time picking even up until right now. Like there's there's there's, there's this real very real part of me that wants to give it a tie where I just want to say, you know what? Uh they were can't both so close. I know I can't. I can't. Because let's I mean, would Ricky Bobby accept a tie? No, hell no. Ricky Bobby wouldn't accept a tie and he's our spirit animal for this. This is what we say every single week. If you're not first, you're last. So Oh man, I, uh, this is so tough. I guess I'm going to say NXT. I know this is like the most half-assed, like lack of conviction type of <laughs> unveil for weekly winner, but it just it, it it when you end a show, right, with Keith Lee holding a title, I don't care what that title is, it could be Burger King champ. I do not give a shit. I am fully invested in Keith Lee. <laughs> I've been fully invested in Keith Lee, and to see him get kind of his first tip of the cap, that moment was just a little too strong for me to ignore, and if I was going to give it to AEW, that means I would be giving it to AEW in a week where Keith Lee won his first major title. I'm not going to do that, so just based on that alone, Mark, I have to give the nod this this week to to NXT and, and and Keith Lee really walking away the big winner. What say you? Well, this is not the first time that we've agreed. Um, no, it's not. Uh, I I feel exactly the same way, and and that show was strong. Like it was. You know, you know, you you had um, other elements of the tag competition that um, I felt like were really really strong. Uh, anytime you get a showing from Imperium. Um, it adds an element of danger to the show that is, uh, it reminds me of the four horsemen. Like you always felt like they're going to work so good together as a faction that the tag team is going to be tremendous. The individual wrestlers matches are going to be, um, uh, almost a given, uh, strength in numbers. So, I mean, like that. Definitely. NXT was the show for me. Um, and as good as uh, AEW and Raw and SmackDown and Power were this week, uh, if you're not first, you're last. Yeah, and, and Mark, listen, it wasn't just the Keith Lee win that made NXT so enjoyable. Obviously, we got a continuation of the Dusty Classic. And a moment that I really loved uh, on NXT was, first of all, I love the Broserweights, uh, Matt Riddle and and Pete Dunne. Just, I mean, they're yeah. two of my favorites it, it, to begin with. You know how highly I think of Pete Dunne. We've we've had discussions off the air about Pete Dunne. I'm mm-hmm. I'm very right. much uh, I'm very much in the corner of Pete Dunne, and I've known Matt Riddle for 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 years. Obviously, going back to the UFC and. Uh, we did a story with the uh, did a story on him for Yahoo Sports before Mania in 15, 16, whatever. Uh, no, maybe 17. I don't know. My timelines are all screwed up. I'm terrible with that stuff. But it was when he was re- re- uh, wrestling Tim Thatcher in Evolve uh, prior to Mania a few years ago in Texas, I believe it was. But um, just to see them together is, is awesome. They they fit. And I really have liked – I really liked that promo that they ran with the grizzled young veterans uh, out of the U.K. I, I love yeah. the conviction that was delivered in that promo. And, I, you know, more specifically, uh, as I'm sitting here glowing about Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle I love what I'm seeing from the grizzled young veterans Mark like they're they're new they're fresh but they're not acting like they're new right they act like they belong and that is a that is a huge huge notch in their belt and it should be a big confidence builder for them going forward I really love this show but yeah going back to the grizzled young veterans I love that promo I always hate it when somebody walks up and act very comfortable and uh like they're um 
familiar, if you will. They, they just, hey, guys, what's going on, man? Oh, I haven't seen you in a long time. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, who the hell is that? That's the way the grizzled young veterans uh, treat people in a wrestling sense. They go mm-hmm. in the ring and they work like, you you know me, you know who I am. It's kind of like that Kevin Durant thing when they was like, uh, you know me, you know who I am. Like they they are very <laughs> comfortable and and they wrestle like grizzled young like grizzled veterans, but they are young and they they have time to develop before they start getting that kind of feeling. Uh, but they still go out and they perform to the hilt every week. Yeah, and another thing that we got to look on was this is a continuation. Obviously, Shayna Baszler getting eliminated uh, last week in that battle royal. She comes in and, and has that uh, that beat out of Shotzi Blackheart, which, um, I mean, Mark, listen, we had a listener call in. I, I'm sorry, I forget your name, pal, but uh, he called in a little bit earlier in the show and, and picked Shayna to be his winner of the Women's Royal Rumble this weekend. Uh, I tend to agree. I tend to agree. Um, it does feel like Not that her mean. time. It, it, well, it feels like her time in NXT on some level is coming to an end. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But the point being is, is every time she's on TV, that's must-watch TV. She just has an aura about her. She has a believability about her. But yeah, let's go to that. You just said, Mark. Was, we, we'll get back into the Rumble right now. Uh, as I mentioned, Shayna Baszler, you don't think she's gonna win? Okay, that's fine. Then maybe you think if it, because here's right. If it's not gonna be Shayna Baszler, which is fine. I will I will contest that 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 is a complete possibility uh then it has to be Ronda Rousey because I I just feel like that the story of mania is incomplete without one of them you know, kind of not, they're not the original, however you want to look at the four horsewomen, right? Um, they had their vibe. They decide they wanted to be known as the four horsewomen. And then obviously you have the, the, the main roster four horsewomen with, with Becky and, and Charlotte and, and Sasha and Bailey. Um, but I just, those are my two picks to win the women's Royal rumble. I think Shayna, I do think it's going to be Shayna, but if not, I think a surprise of Ronda Rousey could be in the cards, but Mark, it sounds like neither one of them are on your list. So, so why don't we get into it? What, what's your prediction? for that bro it's all about Nia Jax Nia uh, Jax comes yeah. in and she starts throwing people like a discus I mean she's shot putting people <laughs> it's gonna look like a track meet the field you know event something you know, you, know, you, know, you know something about that I, I you know what I, I think that you know being a larger size athlete um it's gonna be hard for them to get rid of her. And it's gonna this is tailor made for her to go in there and uh use her size as a weapon and get rid of people when it's convenient and don't put yourself at risk. So I I and, and I think the surprise factor of her being gone uh on injury is gonna be a good feel good moment for everybody to see her come back. Well, I don't disagree, and I do expect a Nia Jax return. I, I, I guess I just see it going more in the way of how your first Royal Rumble went, Mark, right, where the entire locker room teams up on her, and uh, essentially they get on the same page and they acknowledge, hey, acknowledge that, listen, we can't get any of the work done in this ring until we dispose of Nia Jax. Now, I think 
She'll be used for the pop. I think she'll be used to grab excitement, and she'll be used to when she hits the runway, everyone's going to think, oh, well, there's your clear winner. But you know how it is with these rumbles, Mark. So often is it the – or so I I should say so rarely is it the big person who wins, right? It's usually – it's not the behemoth that wins because they get tagged up on. And I just – I feel like that's going to happen with Nia. You know what I mean? And also, I don't know if that's the story WWE wants to tell going into Mania. I don't know if Nia – I don't know if they want it to be the Nia Jax story. I think she would be much more used much more effectively, I should say, as the danger threat, as the pop. Mm. Like you said, they bring the emotion. She brings the danger. She adds another layer to that that Royal Rumble story, but but I don't think she's the story after Rumble. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Uh, we, we could agree to disagree. I, I just think that there's a lot of options. I do think that Shayna Baszler, uh, this is also a, a time to create issues between other wrestlers. And the the Rumba has done a great job of that in throughout history. Uh, somebody may get eliminated and feel like unjustfully, and that person is poking the fun at the person that they just eliminated and they get their ass dumped out, and those two start fighting on the floor. Like, I, I think that stuff like yeah. that, and then you have, you have those – those guys go at it, you know, on on Monday or Friday, uh, maybe even Wednesday. So you know, it would be pretty cool to see in the women's battle royal, uh, Nia Jax come back, but also I'd like to see Shayna Baszler in there, and then maybe that's the one that we get. Maybe um, Shayna Baszler says, "Hey, uh, I don't care where it is, but we're not done." Maybe I maybe I'll see you on Wednesday at NXT, or okay. maybe I'll see you uh, on SmackDown on Friday. Like, well, I I'd love to see it, but it's it's just a matter of making those bookings and putting people together and letting the stories be told by what happens in the Battle Royal. Yeah, well, I don't think you're alone in that pick, Mark. Uh, Gabby, it sounds like you're, you're sitting here talking to me very emotional. Uh, it, it sounds like you're in agreement with Mark. Listen, I love Naya, and that was actually— <laughs> you, know, you, know it's, you know it's serious when you start with listen. Listen. Like, listen. That's a very listen. Jersey thing, which I didn't realize either. <laughs> listen up. Listen. Let's go. Let's go. Listen uh, up, dumbass. Listen. Yeah. All right. It's my time. Let's go. No. Um, <laughs> as if you're not listening. You, you have headphones on. You're kind of—you have to I listen. Can hear you, I, can, I can hear you quite clearly, Jersey girl. <laughs> you hear me when the show's not on. I scare you in your dreams, but it's fine. Um, yeah. So Naya was actually my pick for the Royal Rumble because I would absolutely love— to see her coming as a surprise off injury. She is a badass and she's always been a badass. You know, when she came into oh, the yeah. men's Royal Rumble and she kicked ass and like, let's, oh man. Like, I popped so hard. I was like, what? Like, especially you want to get into this whole, you know, gender topics of women and men, whatever. Naya breaks that boundary at that point. She is the example of it and she's awesome. And I don't really see anybody with her her talent and her demeanor really standing up against her. And, you know, you can make a storyline out of her with Becky. You know, she busted open Becky's nose. Like, yeah. let's let's go back to that. Let's see that happen. Great point. Like, yeah. And that changed everything for Becky Lynch. But then what happened to Nia? She got hurt. She went away for a little bit. Like, I could see right. Nia against Ronda. I could see Nia against Becky. There's so many things that if the storylines happen correctly, Nia is limitless as something that Mark said about Lacey before. I think limitless is the best word for her because I could see her beating down anybody and it would make sense. Yeah, well, I let's think be that care- if, if, I was if, say, let's if be careful. Ronda what- did come back 
Um, I think this will be the point where they build the Ronda and um, oh my god, why? I've, I've told y'all I've been hitting the head Charlotte, way Becky? too many times. No, um, Naya, um, our, our, our champion at NXT that uh, Rhea, Rhea, or Shayna, well, Shayna Baszler. Got you. Golly. Oh, okay. Let's just go uh, through the whole roster. Yeah, we said before we'll, we'll, get it all, we'll, we'll get it all covered before it's over. It's just it's just them shaking, man. I can't even I can't stop shaking. Uh don't call the paramedics yet. I'm not, it's not that it's bad. Of that drink about the, are you I talking about you. the energy drink? Yeah, no. Oh man, I'm my 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 brain, I'm seeing like little oh, flowers and stars oh, man. and Great. Gabby, oh, man. Gabby, get your get your finger on the emergency oh, button. I don't gosh. do we have it a do we have an emergency button for Mark? I don't know. We got it. We got to get one. That's what's going to happen. Now that's my new job. I got to get an emergency button. Oh, now you got I told him not to steak. have that drink, by the way. I told you not to yeah. have it. Damn it. You don't You don't need energy drinks, man. You got me. I'll, I'll yell at you enough oh. and get you hyped up. Ryan is a like, human energy drink. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That would be my gimmick. If I ever <laughs> if I ever debuted in the WWE, I'd be the human energy I gotta drink. I got to take the antidote. That would... That would be over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know what the antidote is to that. Cornbread. Really uh, corn sure. Donuts, cornbread, sure. Yeah. Cornbread's the answer to everything. Yeah, let's get Mark some help, man. Let's get this man's tummy filled. This energy drink should take over. This is it, soul food, and bring me some collard greens and cornbread. <laughs> That'll make me sleepy. All right. Easy, easy, easy with the collard did greens I, and cornbread did I mention and barbecue. Food? Yeah, man. Oh, man, my bad. I mean, I, I, yeah, this is not good. I this am in Houston, good. Texas. We need to, I mean, oh man, so many good soul food places here. Oh my gosh, it's like yeah, going it's not to like Atlanta. it's not like Austin. It's not like Austin's terrible. Franklin's and all the other. Nah, I mean, man. I'm talking about soul food now. Barbecue, you get some good barbecue here too, but soul yeah. food is at a premium here in Houston. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Or on demand with the SiriusXM app. I got a few names for you, and I'm very curious to get your thoughts because we've been talking about surprises. There's only a couple slots yet to be announced in terms of the Royal Rumble. So the surprise factor, listen, man, it better be big because there's only a couple slots for them. So I'm going to give you four names. I want you to tell me who's most likely to pop, who's the most likely to be a surprise entrance in tomorrow's uh, Royal Rumble. First name is Sting. Second name is Stone Ooh. Cold Steve Austin. Third Ooh. name is CM Punk. And the fourth name is Edge. Out of those four, right, Sting, Stone Cold, CM Punk, Edge, who do you think we see most likely in 24 hours at Royal Rumble? Uh, I would say Sting, Edge, and CM Punk. <laughs> I would eliminate equal? Steve Austin okay. because of <laughs> right. the injury. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So who would you He's want to see? It. Who would you who, want to oh, see? Oh, I gotta out pick of those one. No, okay. no, no, yeah. Uh, I, 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 well, I was just saying, who do you who do you think is most likely? Like realistically, in terms of most of, likely, of, and and yeah. my favorite two yes. different things. All right. So most give me, likely, give me I think it'll be I think it'll be Edge. Okay. And um, my want CM Punk. He good for business, man. There's so much stuff that's happened. Like there are people that want to see him get his ass kicked, sure. Like Conor McGregor, like like he's <laughs> he's talked bad about wrestling, right. and people want to see him get his ass handed to him. Um, and then there's people that's like, "Yo, 
CM Punk is the only one polarizing enough that's willing to say what it is, and he could go word for word with Paul Heyman and get in the ring and wrestle move for move with Brock Lesnar and do things that outsmart the big guy, do things to try to get the big guy tired, um, counterbalance. If he has to cheat, he will cheat. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying to win, <laughs> which I really don't subscribe to. But in pro wrestling, fits the bill. And CM Punk fits all those boxes. He checks all those boxes. Uh, he's absolutely a license to print money, and I think that would be a, a huge moment if he were to, uh, uh, you know, surprise, be a surprise entrance in the Royal Rumble. All right, so, Mark, as you look at the list of – you know, potential winners. I mean, obviously there's Brock Lesnar, there's Roman Reigns, Randy Orton, you know, Drew McIntyre's in there. He's been mentioned by a lot of people. And then he got, you know, some maybe some oddballs in there that could are certainly some of the best wrestlers in the world, some legends that could potentially get it done. Ricochet, Rey Mysterio, AJ Styles, Baron Corbin, even. There's just there's so many names in there Bobby that we can Lashley. Pick from. Sure, Bobby Lashley. The roster is, is as stacked as it's really ever been. This is, in my opinion, the greatest roster the WWE has ever assembled. So when we look back 20 years from now, I have a feeling rumbles like these will be uh, definitely held in high regard. But let me ask you a question. Um, Mark, who needs this win the most, right? Like, I'm sure you could say that realistically about everyone mm. that I just mentioned. Like, everyone yep. could use and could need a Royal Rumble win, but, like, who truly needs it? Who needs it for their character? Who would you like to see for that reason, be, for whatever reason, whatever your reason may be, who needs this Rumble win more than the others? You know what? I think that uh, he's been kind of away from WrestleMania prominence. Uh, the last couple of years and needs a shot in the arm, I think is Randy Orton. Yeah. I think that um, Randy going to WrestleMania is a big deal. And the if Brock Lesnar is the champion, and you know him and Brock had a hell of a match where, you know, blood was everywhere, got hit with the cable or the bell. Uh, I mean, it is is. It was a bloodbath out there. So uh, I think that that's the one that I think would benefit the most uh, for being in that big-time, primetime WrestleMania spot. Um, you can also say the same thing. Um, you can see the same thing for uh, Drew McIntyre, like creating another player. Uh, I don't think we're going to get Keith Lee. Keith Lee would benefit. He would. They would automatically make a bona fide superstar and help another brand because if Keith Lee was the guy that won, and he said, "You know what? I, I'm. I want the NXT title," and you have that match at WrestleMania, bro. Listen, printing money, and you do. You kill. You serve more than one master. You 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 get a great match. You big up NXT as a brand and you put their title at the forefront of wrestling. Like that there's three things that served in instant. So yeah. uh there there's multiple things that can be done. So we'll, well see. 
Yeah, and we talk about like who needs it, right? Like, and and we brought up the name Ronda Rousey as we switch over to the women. Um, that that's kind of like I, I could see her being a surprise entrance, but I could also see her helping Shayna win, right? Like pulling someone out or maybe going after uh, uh, someone she already has beef with, right? I mean, Ronda's got beef with a few people from from Charlotte to Becky, whatever the case may be, right? Like, yeah, I could see her interfering. But point being, as as I get on the women and more specifically Ronda Rousey, that. That's kind of what I say, like, who needs it? Like, Ronda Rousey doesn't need a Royal Rumble win. It would be nice in terms of uh, accolades. It's something you could put on her future Hall of Fame induction plaque, whatever. She won the Royal Rumble in 2020. But my point is, is Mark, is she can come back at any point and get a Royal Rumble pop. She can come back on Raw. She can come back on SmackDown. She can come back at any point, and you're going to get that juice out of the squeeze. You know what I'm saying? So that's yeah. kind of why I'm holding off in terms of Ronda Rousey potentially winning the Royal Rumble because I just don't think she needs it. Not really. And I, I also think what I would like to see is kind of a, a Rocky II um, uh, type of deal or a Rocky Three type of deal where, uh, hey, I'm going to help you out, but you're going to owe me a favor. And you see Ronda help help out and then her Shayna Baszler owe her a favor. Right. And, and that favor being, uh, how about you and I lock up after this, now that you're the champion and print money. You could just, you know, get a printing press and just, (laughs) I'm I'm only going to print hundreds because that's exactly what you could do with Ronda Rousey um, and Shayna Baszler. All right, so let's look at the rest of the card outside the Rumble. Obviously, the title match that uh, everyone's talking about, The Fiend versus Daniel Bryan, we saw last night. Uh, Bray Wyatt <laughs> bleeding his own blood. You made me bleed my own blood! Bray Wyatt signing the contract in blood and, and adding that extra sort of danger element. And as you said, Mark, to start the show, adding an old-school element to it, something that fans will remember and kind of just very simple but very effective uh, pro wrestling. The match itself, really, I mean... Listen, there's only really two schools of thought here, right? It's the chase. Does Daniel Bryan's chase end in 24 hours at Royal Rumble and then have a continuation into Mania as then The Fiend takes on a different role, actually chasing Daniel Bryan? Or does the chase continue into Mania, Mark, where where The Fiend stays champion and someone, presumably Daniel Bryan, will have to you know try a little bit harder in a few months? Bro... We we can sit here and flip the coin on whatever option. Uh, I I would I I rather see Daniel Bryan, but I'd also like to see Randy win the Rumble, and we get we get Daniel Bryan Randy Orton. Like I know it might not be the most uh, it might not be the most climactic match, but they're just like my favorite wrestlers, guys, just because of the storytelling. I'm, well, I'm still I'm still very old school in the sense that I want to see the best story be told. And we both know they both can wrestle. 
You know yes. what I'm saying? And that would we, well, and that's what I would like about it, Mark. And, and, not, and, and, and I'm getting very excited, but the idea of a Randy Orton Daniel Bryan match for me, for someone who listen, all due respect to Randy Orton, I think he is one of the best of his generation. But I also do think that Orton has found himself the last few years at different points, kind of like what Cena was in like 10 or 11, where it was very formulaic in his match delivery. I had seen that match before. I had seen the move set before. He's so good that it's easy for him, right? I feel like Daniel yeah. Bryan would test him in ways. And listen, I don't think we get a five-star match necessarily out of those two. I, I think they're both. I well, I think well, they, well, that's the thing, though. They, they have the capability. And if Randy, oh, man, the, to see him tested in that way. And as you said, Mark, I do. You very authoritatively, I do. I believe it. Um, I think there are fans out there who don't believe Randy Orton is capable of putting on a five-star match. And that those are the same would people that him, don't think Roman Reigns can do it. Exactly. Roman Reigns can get it done. It's just a matter of what the situation you put him in. And, yeah. and I, man, I, I rather, without getting into it uh, with you about what I think about what the the, the common fan thinks about Roman Reigns. Um, nah, shoot, Mark. Let's Randy go. Orton <laughs> is not, Randy Orton is not Roman Reigns when it comes yeah. to uh, whether he'll be a good guy or a bad guy. He can do whatever the hell he wants to. He's the viper. Roman Reigns is almost pigeonholed into being a babyface, so you kind of know what you're going to get. Randy is a surprise in a box. Great point. Great point. They're two. It's two different things. Yep. Well, you just threw something there—a curveball, a little maybe. Now you're out there thinking, Nation, right? Randy Orton and Daniel Bryan—is that something I want to see? Maybe not. But now I'm thinking about it, and you know what? Maybe I do. Maybe from the reasons we just said. Let's test Randy Orton. Let's get him in there. Well, truly one of the best of a generation against one of the best in a generation and Daniel Bryan. And uh, that would be a very unique story to be told. And and I can't say it would be particularly predictable, right? Like, Mark, you pointed it out. Maybe that's something that would happen. But I think it's one of those things that would throw people for a, uh, a swerve. So maybe that's something we should keep our eye on. Hey, Mark knows his stuff. Mark knows his stuff. And he's backstage. You never know. Bray Wyatt's not going to go away. I'm, I'm not. If, if, no. if, I, if I thought. Uh, or heard something, I'm not going to say it on the air. I'm not going to. Well, no. I, I might spoil alert for bad boys, but I'm not going to spoil alert for wrestling. <laughs> well, that's good. And I, as someone who doesn't read the dirt sheets and really likes to remain as uh, in the in the closet, in the dark as you can possibly imagine, um, I'm definitely cut from that cloth. I, I hate spoilers, yeah. Mark. I truly do. I It just it doesn't. Yeah, I don't even keep up with injuries that much because I like to be surprised when the wrestlers come back. I try to watch pro wrestling through as much of a, a child's view as you possibly can. So, um, yeah, there, from that standpoint, there's a lot of exciting possibilities coming out of this weekend. And obviously, uh, not just the Rumble, but, you know, the title matches. We're talking about the Fiend and Brian, but there's two other great title matches. There are actually more, but uh, for the, for the, to be specific to this conversation, we've got Asuka and Becky. We've got Bailey and Lacey. These are true great women title matches mark which one are you more excited for oh my god man oh you know what man i think that the fiend and and daniel bryant is uh is going to be something that we're going to talk about for a while no, no, Mark, but, but I was talking about the ladies. Between the ladies, which women's title match are you most looking forward to? Between Oscar oh, and Becky, oh, Becky and uh, Becky Bailey, Lynch Bailey and Lacey. Uh, Becky, Becky Lynch and Oscar uh, for the women's championship. Um, man, that, that's that's hard to beat. 
even though well, build, I, I love the to see the build's been great for it. Yeah, I love to, I love to see Lacey and 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 Bailey go at it, uh, but that's I think going to be more of a fight, and yeah, uh, anything can happen in a fight. But when it comes to the story that's going to be told between Becky and Oscar, that's 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 my cup of tea. You know, I, you know how I feel about the emotional side of wrestling. Well, yeah, that's that's why we watch, yeah. right? And so we, the, the more emotion that you can bring, the better. And uh, both of these stories, actually, I said, you know, the build between Oscar and Becky has been really, really solid. The build between Bailey and Lacey has been really solid, despite our perceived or lack thereof heelish tendencies of Bailey. And it hasn't been really believable. Gabby, you know, Gabby's touched on it. I've touched on it. But that's not really the point. Lacey has done such a great job building this emotion that it really, I mean, we're going to be tuning in for Lacey and can Lacey walk away as the champion. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.